Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Anybody here have some fears in your life? You have any fears? Anybody, anybody afraid of anything? Like, is there anyone like, if you're here, like, and if someone asked you what you're afraid of, you don't even have to think twice about it. You just know. Like, they ask you, hey, David, what are you afraid of? Roaches! Anybody just hate roach? Like roaches? Like I hate them. But then roaches have evolved. Have you noticed this? There is this phenomenon that has taken place in South Florida where roaches have developed wings. I love it when someone who's not from here sees one for the very first time. And there's someone that... Do you know that sound? And, 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 and they fly. I, I, I hate roaches. I'm afraid of them. I'm not afraid of snakes. I'm not afraid of the big iguanas that are taking over. Miami is Jurassic World now. I mean, like I saw a new kind of iguana. It had an orange tail and its face was black. And I'm like, what's going on? It is scary, but I'm not afraid of any of them. I'm not afraid of spiders. Like, none of it, but you give me a roach. And it's amazing the inopportune times when you have to face your fears. Like, it was several months ago I was doing a baptism service here at Brave Church. Don't worry, we have better exterminators now. And we had this woman, and she was in the tank, and we were about to, oh yeah, we go in there. And... We're about to baptize her, and she has her, 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 which by the way, if you haven't been baptized, come on, this is a great time to sign up. I promise you, you get baptism, the roaches, there's no more roaches. Come on, somebody. And, and it was just a thing. I think God was just trying to help me just get over a fear. And, and I have my eyes closed, and she's got her, and then I got my hand on her wrist, and our other pastor is over there, and I'm praying, God, we just thank you that the old is gone, and the new is here, and she's crying. I look over at our pastor, and he's praying, and we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and at, just before I got to the Holy Spirit, I looked down at my arm, and there is a palmetto bug. Cisco, your wife saw it. She actually, she reminded me of this the other day. I looked, I'm about to baptize. This is the woman, besides giving her life to Jesus, this is the most important day of her life. And I looked down and the palmetto bug is like this big. And I just like froze. You're like, Pastor, what did you do? Well, I'll tell you what I did. Man, we lead a church called Brave Church. Man of God. Courage valor what do you mean what did i do i screamed like a girl ah! she's about to get baptized she's like i swat that thing off i said close your eyes you're going under boom come on i'm afraid of roaches man anybody else afraid of roaches you know what i'm talking about i hate them hate them i i, I get fearful in in tight spaces like i'm claustrophobic anybody claustrophobic you know what I'm talking about? Like elevators, the, the heat's on. And it's like, if this thing, if this thing, you know, just, man. Ooh. Um, I, I have fear of close talkers. You know what I mean? Like, 
people who are like, you, you talk to them and they're like, they're right here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, like they have no self-awareness. Like they come to talk to you and they're like, hey, how you doing, Pastor David? Man, God is so good. Several weeks ago, uh, there was a... <laughs> I'm not going to tell you where, but man, Pastor David, man, God is just so good, man. God is just changing my life and transforming my life. And, and so, you know, when there's like, you know, there's like this fear because like I feel this warm breath hit, hitting my face and you're a dude and I'm a dude. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so like I take a step back, but when there's no self-awareness, you know what? They, they take a step forward. So like we're having this like face to face and, and I'm taking a step back. He's taking a step forward. I'm doing this. He doesn't even know. We just dance together as I'm trying to get away from him. You, you know, here's what I know is that every one of us in our life, we have fears. We have fears like that. But th- there are fears that you and I have that, that cripple us. You see, no roach is going to cripple me. No close talker is going to cripple me. No elevator is going to cripple me. But there are real fears that you and I face in our life when we are led by our emotions, when we are in our feels and we are in our feelings and we, we give in to our feelings. Your feelings will lead to fear. But can I tell you, fear is a strategy of the enemy. Fear wants to cripple you because the devil wants to stop you. Come on, am I talking to someone that you know what it's like to have a fear, but you said, I'm not going to give in to the fear. I serve a greater God. Greater is he that lives inside of me. But you see, fear is a strategy of the enemy. Fear is not of God. You need to know anytime you feel fear, that is of the enemy. God is not in it. What does God bring? God brings love. God brings hope. God brings purpose. God brings power. God brings peace. God brings strength. Come on, can I tell you? God wants to give you great things. In fact, 1 Timothy chapter 4, let me show it to you on the screen. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 7 says this up on the screen. Any second now, it's going to go. For God has not given us a spirit of what? But he's given us power. He's given us love. And he's given us a sound mind. Anytime your mind starts going crazy, anytime you start feeling anxious and worried and, and, and panicky and fearful and, and that your fears start like, man leaning in on your life can i tell you that's not god god gives power he gives love and he gives a sound mind another word for sound mind is this word confidence god wants to give you confidence god wants you to have godfidence come on not confidence in your own ability but because i serve god because i love jesus because i'm a son of god a daughter of god i know that nothing is impossible if i have faith enough to believe it Can I tell you, if you have faith for something and believe for something, God will supply it. In fact, scripture says this, if you have faith and believe that you have already received it, you will have it. You see, that is a confidence we have based on God's word. Come on, I've come here to tell somebody that you don't have to give in to your fear any longer, but you can lean in on the power of God's word. You see, Saul in this scripture Saul was a mighty king, but he never had faith. He always led by fear. It's amazing how you can have a great position, but the position of your heart still stay the same. Saul was elevated to king, but his heart was still filled with fear, probably ever since he was a child. 
That, that shows us that there's nothing that the world can give you. They can't give you an award. Come on, they can't give you a trophy. They can't give you a, a, a certificate that can remove that void in our heart and in our life that God has only for him to fill. There's nothing in this world can satisfy you. Come on, anybody know that only God can satisfy. Only the grace of God can satisfy our lives. So today what I want to do is I want to give you four things about fear and what fear will do to you if you let it. Because we have a choice here today. You can choose to have fear or not. Number one, write this down. You have to understand that fear will always make you force things. Look at Saul. Saul is here and Samuel said, hey, wait on God. Don't do anything until I return. He said, this is what God wants is for you to wait. But it's interesting that Saul could not wait for God. So what does he do? He takes things into his own hands. In fact, there is a scripture, it's in the message version. Look what it says in verse 11 and 12 in the message version. Samuel said, what on earth are you doing, Saul? Saul answered, when I was losing my army from under me, and that you hadn't come when you said you would, the Philistines were poised to attack at Mishmash. I said, the Philistines are about to come down on me and Gilgal, and I haven't yet gone before God asking for his help. So look what he says. So I took things into my own hands. Wow. You ever been there in your life where you took things into your own hands? And then you look at it and you're like, man, I should have waited. You ever been there like we're, God gave you a promise. You've been at church and man, you know that you should wait, but yet you took things into your own hands. Can I tell you, God, let me say it like this. You may be talented enough, good looking enough, charismatic enough, have the right words enough to get what you want without God. But can I tell you, when you finally get it, God won't be in it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go there if God is still here. I don't want success if God's not in the success. Come on, somebody. Come on, I'm trying to help shift somebody in this room. Come on, some of us, we have these dreams, and you're talented enough to get there, but you know what? You'll get there, and you won't have peace. You won't be satisfied. It won't look like what you thought it was going to look like because God's anointing wasn't on it. You see, but you say, but man, God's taking too long. Come on, you ever been praying for something? You're like, God, when are you going to answer my prayer? Come on, anybody, anyone ever been waiting for an answer prayer? anybody still here believing God for something that hasn't happened yet come on let me see your hand you know what that's called that's called the waiting season that's called the preparation do you know what when you are in that waiting season God is preparing you God is saying you know what don't force things trust me you know what's interesting is like I'm all for your dating apps come on somebody I know some of you are on it let's go come on I'm not, maybe you're not, but some of you are on it, maybe even the Christian apps. But let me tell you, the first question you should ask is this, does he love Jesus? Does she love Jesus? But pastor, I've been waiting for my Boaz. I've been waiting for the person. I've been singing for so long. I've been waiting and God's not coming through. So I just got to make it happen on my own. You better watch out. God will give you somebody, but God won't be in it. What you think is a blessing will end up being a curse. But pastor, I'm missionary dating. I'm going to save them. Fam. 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 Where are we going here? Come on. You, you see, there, there's something about waiting on God. 
There's something about saying, God, I have faith for you to move. I have faith that you're going to bring a financial breakthrough. I have faith that you're going to heal my body. But you better believe I'm not going to move until you move me. I'm going to have faith. But you know what happens? You know what happens? When we're sitting here waiting, all of a sudden the credit card company starts calling. And you're waiting for that job. You're like, man, I gotta wait. Man, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta... And they, they start calling. All of a sudden, the, the, the people are like, hey, wh- why are you still single? What's wrong with you? Oh, I just gotta get married. And all of a sudden, you're just like, get worried. You get fearful. All of a sudden, you start getting these letters and you get fearful. And when you get fearful, when you live in your fields, you move without God. You step out of obedience to what God has for your life. You know what's crazy about this story? Samuel took his time getting back, but he always showed up. Saul's like, he's not going to show up, but Samuel did show up, but it wasn't on Saul's timetable. Can I tell you, we serve a God who will never fail you. He will never leave you. I know you're praying for somebody and you haven't seen the change yet. I know you're praying for a breakthrough. You haven't seen, I know you're still struggling with that addiction, but let me tell you, the breakthrough, the freedom is on its way. Somebody needs to give God a shout of prayer. Somebody shout, it's on its way. It's on its way. It's on its way. It's on its way. You better believe I'm not going to move out of God's hand and God's will for my life. See, fear will cause you to force things. Number two, write this down. Oh, this is good. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, it's about to get good. Fear will make you panic. I mean, that's what Saul's doing. He's panicking here. I can tell you, if you've ever dealt with anxiety, your pastor knows what it is to have anxiety. I I fight anxiety sometimes, like when we have an event and you all wait till the last minute to sign up. Yeah, Yeah, you're laughing because I'm talking to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, we got this event. There's like five people signed up and then the event comes and there's like 600. We're like, "Mm, thanks, fam. And, uh, panic like panic pastor what how do i get through panic and anxiety because here's the truth i know there are people here today you struggle with anxiety you have like panic attacks you you see the antidote to anxiety we find in lamentations chapter three look what this verse says for the lord is good first of all you have to acknowledge god is good and god is good to those who what Oh, there it is. We don't want to wait. We want it now. That's why we force things because we're like big babies when it comes to Jesus. I want it now. We're like little kids. Give me. And the Bible says that the Lord is good to those of us who we learn to wait. Why, 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 why? Because it is good that one should hope. Someone say the word hope. How many of you know there is hope? How many of you know there's hope on a bus? There's hope on a bus stop. Come on, if you've seen it in Miami. There's hope at Brave. There's hope in Jesus. That one should hope and wait. Look at this word. Quietly. For the salvation of the Lord. So Saul is freaking out. And God is like, comate. That's Spanish for calm down. It's Rosetta Stone. Sorry for the 
God is like, just, just calm down. Calm down, Saul. I've got this. Can I just come here today? I believe I'm on assignment. I don't know who I'm talking to. To let somebody know. God is just saying, calm down. I've got this. Come on, let me look at this section here. God just wanted you to know, calm, calm yourself down. I've got this. That, that business, I've got your business in my hand. Oh, oh, your marriage. No, no, no. I've got your marriage right here. Your kids. You're worried about your kids. But pastor, man, it's so dark. It's so evil. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Calm a day. Calm down. Don't panic. God's got this. Number three, write this down. What does fear do? It doesn't just make us force things. It doesn't just make us panic. Number three, it will make us controlling. It will make us controlling, like controlling, control. You know, anyone who is filled with fear, have you ever known someone, and if you do and you're sitting next to them, don't like look at them, poke them, or nudge them, but have you ever just like known someone that they are a, a control freak? Like, they're, like they've got to control everything. Like, I'm in control of the finances. I'm going to control my kids. I've, I've even seen people, they try to control their, their spouse. Can I tell you, you can't even control your spouse. They're going to do what they want to do. What can you control? You. You cannot control another person's behavior, but you can control you. You can control your fear. You can control your emotions. You can't say, I'm not going to live defeated because I have the victory in Jesus Christ. It may not look like what I want it to look like, but I know that there is a future better than today. And I'm going to calm down. I'm going to not live in the fields. I'm going to be filled with fact and faith that God's going to open. Oh, I just feel that today. God's just letting someone know. He's already got the door open. He's opening doors this week. He's opening dreams. He's unlocking destiny. He's a man. The things you've been praying for. He's a come on. If you have the faith to believe it, you will receive it. He's unlocking it. He's unlocking it. But you got to let go of control. You know what? The opposite of control is release. Just think about how the two words even sound different control versus release. Like you can't say it like this control i just want to control your life and you can't say this i just want to release you to do great things no no just there it just feels different see the opposite of control is release can i tell you what god god doesn't even want to control you he gave us free choice he created you then he released you to choose great things in this life it's interesting even jesus jesus was preaching himself one time and one time as he was preaching, he, he noticed that all the people in the crowd were leaving. I just want to say thank you for never leaving while I'm preaching. That really helps my confidence a lot. And Jesus was preaching one time and people were leaving. And Jesus looks at his disciples and he's like, hey, y'all want to go too? Jesus wasn't controlling. He says, y'all want to go? You, you want to leave? They're like, No. Jesus, we sold everything to follow you. Man, we're all in. Jesus is like, cool, let's go to Chick-fil-A. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Let's go eat. You see, when you live with control, what you're saying is this. I'm in charge of my destiny. But the reality of it is, watch this. 
you don't even control your own fate. Like the fact that we think we can control things. I'm not saying to not be disciplined. I'm not saying to not be planned. I'm not trying to say don't have like order in your life. Yes, have that. But don't lean into control because you, you and I don't even control the, not trying to be morbid. Welcome to church. But you and I cannot even control what day we leave the earth. Me and the kids were driving down 8th Street one day this week. And we, we had to go around a detour because there was a bad accident. A car was flipped upside down and the kids were in the car and self to them. And God, please just protect them. Help them to be okay. And God, just reveal yourself to them. And I, I saw that accident and I'm like, man, how many of you know that if you live with trying to control everything, you're going to lose your mind? Because people are driving crazy out there. You, like, there's... There's very little that you can control. So you say, well, pastor, what do I do? Let me, let me tell you what you do. You wake up every morning and say, God, thank you for waking me up today. I'm excited for what you have in store for me. I'm excited for, for doing your will today. I'm excited for loving you today. That's why Philippians chapter 4. Oh, you may want to take a picture of the screen. Philippians chapter 4 says this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, pray about it. In everything, give thanks to God for it. Do you know what the greatest way to fight off fear and panic and anxiety is to thank God for what you already have. Because when you begin to thank God, Lord, I thank you that I'm not where I want to be at yet, but I thank you for where you've taken me from. I thank you for the blessings. I thank you that I'm alive. I thank you for the roof over my head. I thank you for my car. I thank you for my clothes. I thank you for my children. I thank you, God, for my job. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. And when you're so thankful, you don't have room to worry. At our Kindle location, if you've never been there, you need to go to our Kindle location. We meet in a theater. It's so cool. And and this woman was there today when I came in. I got there a little bit early, so I got to talk to some of the serve team. She's like, Pastor, be praying for me. Just got laid off from my job. And I'm like, ah. And then there was another, it was like a personal thing with a family member. And she shared that. I'm like, oh. I said, man, I'm just going to have faith for you. She goes, oh, no, no. I'm not discouraged. I know that my God is in control. I'm not going to. I'm like, you haven't even heard the message yet. Would you like to preach today? Come on. I mean, here's what I know. In the middle of your storm, God is faithful. In the middle of the chaos, God can bring Can I tell you, God wants to exchange your panic for his peace. He wants to exchange your anxiety for his anointing. He wants to exchange your worst for his best. It is called the beautiful exchange. He gives us. He gives us his power for our weakness. It's a beautiful exchange. See, but fear will make us controlling. Number four, write this down. I'm going to close with this. Fear causes us to have insecurity. Insecurity, insecurity, right? Like insecure. Come on, let's just be honest. We're transparent here. No perfect people here, right? How many of you have ever felt insecure? It's a crazy thing, right? It's amazing. If you've been a brave very long, you've heard me say this. Like, um, I'm not a born communicator. I never dreamt I would do this. When God called me to preach, 
It wasn't a desire in my heart. I, I'm thankful for it now. I used to kind of despise them, but I've stopped doing that. I've corrected my speech. I'm thankful I get to this. But, but can I tell you, every Sunday, the, the guys who drive me back and forth to our different locations, they'll tell you I never eat anything before service because I get so nervous. I get so, like, insecure to preach. How's that for being transparent? You're like, we have an insecure pastor. It's not, it's not that so much. It's just that God wants to use something that in my eyes is a weakness and impossible. And I get to see the miracle of God every single Sunday. Because what I love to do is just go in the lobby and shake hands. Like, I'm telling you, some pastors, they, they love people because that gives them a platform to preach. For me, I have to do this in order to go out there and love you. But I love being in the lobby. I love being behind the scenes. I just love hugging necks. I love doing... But every Sunday, just so that you know, you're witnessing a miracle anytime I make it up on this stage. Because I get sick. I get nervous. I get insecure. It wasn't my preference. But can I tell you, I've chosen not to live my life based on fear. I've chosen to say, God, I know you've called me. And God, you're going to equip me. Is there anybody today that would say, God, I'm ready to get out of... Oh, I'm ready to get out of my comfort zone. I'm ready for you to use me. So watch this. Watch this. I got to close. I got to close. Check this out. Saul is about to be anointed the king of Israel. Watch this. Here, bring it down for a second. Bring it down. down. He's about to be anointed the king of Israel. And Samuel is standing in front of the entire nation of Israel. Tens of thousands of people are gathered in the courtyard of the palace. And they're about to announce the very first king of Israel. This is a big deal. So Samuel, the man of God, says, Israel, today is the day we've all been waiting for. The king you've wanted is going to finally be announced. I give you for the very first time, trumpet players, your king, Saul. Yo, where's Saul? Hey, Alessandro, where's Saul? He doesn't know. I can't even do that with a straight face. <laughs> they can't find Saul anywhere. Samuel comes again. Guys, get Saul. I'm going to make the announcement again. Israel, this time we ain't playing. We're going to announce the king. First time in history, I want to announce to you the king of Israel. Trumpet players. Oh, that was so cool. Saul. And Saul was nowhere to be found. Samuel's getting frustrated. He's like, guys, where is the king? They're like, we have no idea. So look what it says in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse number 20. After Samuel, the pastor, got all of Israel lined up. Watch this. They went looking for him. But Saul was nowhere to be found. So Samuel went back to God. He was hiding so good. Samuel needed revelation. God, where is this king? Is he anywhere around? And God said, yeah. He's right over there hiding in the pile of suitcases. And they ran out to get him. And he took his place before everyone. Look how they describe Saul standing tall, head and shoulders above 
everyone. Isn't it amazing that the people you think are the most secure battle the greatest insecurity? The people you're comparing your life to, can I tell you, they have more insecurity than you do. The Bible describes Saul. They say he was tall, dark, and handsome. He looked like a king. He had broad shoulders. He looked like a king. He had this deep voice that commanded authority. He looked like the part, but the Bible says he was so insecure. And scripture says, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. That because he lived in fear, his kingdom would come to an end. I just wonder who I'm talking to here today. That you've never taken that step of faith. Come on, there are some of you, you're called to start a business. What's holding you back? pastor i don't have the money come on make a way find a way come on i don't have charisma some of you have a ministry calling well what's holding you back oh pastor i'm so shy to be on stage so is your pastor seriously what's holding you back today from leaning into god what's holding you back from saying god i'm gonna take a step of faith into you come on i've come here to talk to somebody god is finding you among the baggage there are people you've been hiding from your calling you've been hiding from your position and god is looking at you and he is saying ma'am you're an overcomer you're a world changer jesse and reggie i'm talking to you there's greatness inside of you more than you've ever known come on there's more there's more there's more there's more there's more I've come here to tell you that God has greatness for your life man let me tell you I've asked God to show me people in every service and every service God has where I've highlighted let me tell you something God highlights you today it's because early this morning I pray God help me to find someone today that man they just needed an extra push of faith and let me highlight them in the service. We had a guy at our Kindle service who's a, a football player, real foot, like a real football player. And man, God, I didn't I had no idea who he was. And God just highlighted him out. Let me tell you something. God's highlighting you out today. He's calling you out right where you're sitting today. God is looking for you like he was looking for Saul. He's saying, why are you hiding? Don't discount yourself. Don't live in fear. Come on, don't live in emotion. Step out in faith today. Take that step today. Come on, would you bow your head and close your eyes? Jesus, today we need need your word to be confirmed in our hearts. And God, we thank you so much that today is a day we believe like none other. Today is going to finally be the day where we break free from those things that cause us fear and panic. God, there are people in this room that are suffering from depression and anxiety. We break it in Jesus' name. We crush it in Jesus' name. There's people that came in here feeling hopeless today. We crush hopelessness and we replace it with hope. We crush every addiction, every mentality that is not kingdom culture, every mentality that is not of you. And God, today, I thank you for every person in this room. And I pray that right now, in this moment, right now, you would reveal our need to respond with every head bowed and every eye closed you say pastor i've been fighting fear i've been fighting panic i've had anxiety i've been worrying about some things and today i just needed god to timid faith if that's you today on the count of three come on we're called brave church 
Don't be timid. Don't be scared. Come on, courageously move toward that giant today. Pastor, would you pray for me today? One, two, three. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands all across this room. Man, almost every person in this room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, here's what I want us to do. I want us to pray. But here's what I want us to do. I don't want us to pray a prayer like, Jesus, just please do. No, no, no. Come on, we're going to have... We're going to have a bold prayer today. So I want us to pray this out louder and with more authority than we ever have before. Whether you raise your hand or not, I want everyone in this room to say, Jesus, come on, that was okay, but let's get a little bit bolder. Jesus, today, I thank you that you are crushing fear. You are breaking depression and panic and worry. And thank you for faith to overcome every obstacle. I receive your strength today in Jesus' name. Come on, give God the greatest shout of praise. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.